Alright guys, and welcome to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast, coming to you live and direct from Stanconia in the year 2021. Uh, what's going on guys? Welcome to uh, a new episode of the podcast, and also uh, welcome to a new year. Um, happy for you guys to be back. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the pod as always. Um, today we're going to start, start trying to do a little bit different format for the pod. Um, not necessarily a huge change. It's just like we might be just talking about uh, a movie here and there more so than giving you stories. And uh, we just kind of don't want to limit ourselves to that one specific time at uh, while we worked at the theater. And uh, so we will be still doing stories, but it may necessarily be like a little bit after that or just random stories that we remember to incriminate ourselves on the pod as usual. Um, but yeah, how you doing, Ruben? I'm, I'm okay, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that answer <laughs> like uh right now i got some stomach issues i just had some tommy's delivered oh and, that's uh, your, what do you they, what, i don't feel sorry for you, you like <laughs> want pity bro had some tommy's and now i'm drinking this beer and then oh, yeah, uh, i got that stummy that stummy oh yeah dude got the bubble guts <laughs> but <laughs> other than that man i mean football's over for for us at least you know yeah uh, pretty sad it's been over pretty for sad me, weekend i know <laughs> Hey dude, today I had I had a weird like run in with something. So we we've been taking uh-huh. uh, Penelope like to the Santa Fe Dam. Like she's uh-huh. really into seeing like ducks right now. Yeah. And like so we take her over there like to the pond and stuff, and she sees the ducks and stuff. Well, we went late today. We went like uh, it's like four thirty or whatever, and we get there, and then somebody's like in the parking lot, like kind of far, and yeah. they're they have a fire going. Like how the they're starting a fire in the parking lot, right? And then some then he yeah. starts playing like. Like guitar and like a, and like a drum, like a ritual. And I was like, "What yeah. the hell is going on?" And then like all the smoke, like it's like super far away, but we could smell the smoke. It smelled really yeah. weird, right? So I thought it was some type of like, I don't know, it might have been sage or some weird shit, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I was um, thinking that's pretty weird, and uh, the cops came to tell everybody to go home, and like they stopped at like almost yeah. all the cars, and like, "Oh, you guys gotta leave. They're closing at five. And they just completely passed them by. I didn't even say nothing to them, and they have a fire in the parking lot. So I was like, well, it, maybe it might be a ritual. And now they're invisible to the cops or something. What the fuck? Yeah, it was. It sounded like the the music they were playing was like, like the old like Native American, you know, like, like drums and and you know and, and like beats and stuff. But yeah, so tonight if if uh, you get a phone call from me or some weird text messages, that might be part of it. What the fuck? That's so creepy, dude. Yeah, it's weird that the cops are just passing by and they have a fire in the middle of the parking lot. You know, I'm pretty sure you can't do that there. That's weird. Oh, the sheriff, yeah. What the fuck? Maybe the sheriff was just like, this isn't my jurisdiction. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's getting too late. I'm almost off. I don't want to deal with this crazy guy. I got to go home. I got 30 minutes and I'm off. It was two guys. (laughs) Like, like they just like, we're just there doing that. It was weird. One guy was like hitting the fire with something and the other guy was playing the music. Huh. Yeah, it was really weird. That is crazy. That's weird. That's like freaks me out. That gives me chills, bro. That's weird. (laughs) Wow. That's heavy, man. I'm just scared. Yeah, if I saw... Go ahead. I said, if I saw something like that, I don't know what I would do. Did you go towards it? You were just like, nah. You're no, like, we, we just like went away from it because like I didn't want like Penny smelling like the the smoke, or whatever. So we just yeah. kind of get getting further and further away from them. But you can still hear the music, the same the same uh, yeah. volume, you know. So I'm weird. trying to. I was trying to think if there's like a holiday or something today. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really weird though. Yeah, I was I was surprised that the cops didn't say nothing to them. But everybody else, he was telling his everybody else. He went to their car and did the siren, and then to the, like park closes at five, and he drives off, and then does the same thing to the next car. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. 
Yo, that's creepy, yo. Oh, that's weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's change the subject. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you see any movies this week? Uh, uh, yeah, I saw um, the movie Grudge Match with um, Robert De Niro and Alan Arkin. Yeah, and Alan Arkin and uh, Kevin Hart. Who- Who's the, who are the fighters? It's Robert De Niro and who else? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. I liked it, dude. It was good. I'm surprised I didn't see, yeah. see it before. Like, I, I could have swore we saw that in theaters. Like, I saw that in theaters with somebody. <laughs> I, I, I'd never seen it. I saw it in theaters for sure. Yeah. And I just remember watching it in theaters and then like being like, oh, this is clearly shot in Canada. Because I was just like, I don't recognize any of this city. It looks so random. Like, yeah. you can kind of tell. It's like the movies either look like they're shot in Atlanta or Canada. And I was like... This is shot in one of them, but yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I liked it. It was entertaining. That's funny. Kevin Hart comes in. That's like the other day I was watching the five-year engagement, mm-hmm. and Alan Yang and uh, Kevin Hart and Mindy Kaling, they all play oh, like the okay. friends that work at the school, but this is before any of them were like who they are now. Yeah. So it's just like crazy to see them in the five-year engagement. Like, oh yeah, Jason Segel was way famous at this at this like juncture. That's crazy. <laughs> and then Joey Diaz was in it too. He's like the... He was uh, the trainer, the first trainer that Robert De Niro gets. Oh, in Grudge Match. Yeah. 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 It was funny. Oh, it was cool seeing him. And then, um, suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I saw um, We Can Be Heroes. It's on the Netflix one. Like, it's the new Robert oh, Rodriguez is. movie. Is that Shark Boy and Lava Girl? It's a sequel to that. It's, so it's like in the same universe. <laughs> it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like not a direct sequel, but it belongs in the same universe and they're in it. But like. It's now like all the kids, like all the superheroes kids are like getting their powers and stuff. Uh, I see, I see. Okay. It was, uh, it's, it was, re- it was, I enjoyed it. It was really good until the end. The end lost me. I've never seen, I've never seen any of the Sharkboy Love Girl movies. What about, well, what about like Spy Kids? Oh yeah, I've seen Spy Kids. I like yeah, the first two. Same, same thing. It's just oh. di- different suits. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. But he, he's good at that. He's like Robert, Robert Rodriguez is good at making kids movies. I know like. Like like Penny was into it and she's like a, a t- like a toddler, you know, and yeah, it's just like everything's super bright and like the kids' expressions and everything's just like the action is just so ridiculous and like you know it's like really cool. It's like watching a long episode of like a a children's TV show. Yeah, but uh, with crazy special effects because you know he he's really good at that. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I yeah. mean I, I there's plot holes that I have a big issue with, but I mean it's at the same time it's a kids movie, so I'm just like kids I'm not movie. gonna, so not gonna you know really get into that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I liked it. What else you see? I saw Possessor, but I figure we'll talk about that a little later. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! I tell you where right now, re- though, dude. Hold on. If I would have yeah. seen Possessor like a week ago, <laughs> that would have been in my t- that would have been like my number three of, of my top ten. I, t- I called it. What did I say, bro? I called it, bro. Dude, I said that's so gonna good, be one man. of your favorite movies of the year, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I realized why I I was struggling before we got on the pod about like fuck why what movies have I seen what in it or why haven't I seen it? Damn, I just had a stroke. I felt like I just went. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What movies have I seen this week?" It's the Indian Christ, really dude. S- it's, it's, it's getting you right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, fucking uh, I finished uh, Ready Player Two. That's why I've been oh, fucking okay. reading. Yeah. So I find I read I finished it because I got home early today, so I was able to bang it out, and I finished that shit. Was it uh, good? The last. It's like frustrating. I didn't like the last. I don't like the beginning. I don't like the end, but I like the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because that, that book was getting a lot of, like, mixed reviews. The end is, like, very, uh, 
it's like what happens with a lot of these books that like have like a like like a series and stuff like that. Sometimes you get to the end and it's all exposition. Like one of the characters is explaining everything like from the exposition exposition and the like epilogue. So it's like everything in one. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, so you wrap up the story in an, an, a nice bow. Like you're like, okay, well, I've read 200 and fucking 80 pages of this book and it's like been a great story. And then they finish the quest and it's like they meet this character and he explains everything that's going to that happened and that's going to happen within like 30 pages. And you're just like, wait, what? Like that's weird. This is kind of like frustrating. Like not 30 pages. I'm exaggerating. But like probably like the last a uh, hundred pages it's just like all of a sudden it just like explains everything you're just like wait what like yeah in the past like we went through this whole quest and everything and then all of a sudden it's like you meet this person and this is what's gonna happen and this is the this was the point of the story and this is what's gonna happen after the story and you're just like wait what like wait so the, he so know. so did that character re-explain everything you just read i mean er, yeah everything you just read no but it explains everything that's gonna happen you oh. mean like everything you went through like why you went through it and it's gonna and what's gonna happen in the future. So instance, so like it, it wrapped it up really quick where it didn't have like something like that. Like they just kind of like sped through the ending. No, because like that's fine. Like resolution is fine. You always need uh-huh. resolution in like a, a story like this. You know what I mean? But like just the way he handled it, it's like all she's saying is exposition. Or he finds his character, oh. and all she's saying is exposition. And you're yeah. just like, wait, what? Like it wasn't this heavy handed way before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating. It got me a little bummed. And then, uh, yeah, but I do like the be- the middle of it. The middle of it's cool. Like the quest they have to go on. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I can understand why people don't like this guy's prose. It's like very frustrating. He like references every fucking thing and like has to tell you what the reference is. It's almost like he's putting the, not the, what is it called? Not cliff notes or uh, damn, it's called something when like when you're reading in a book and they put like a. Uh, They'll like put an asterisk or like oh, a one yeah, and at, then the at the bottom. The, yeah. Yeah. You know, it explains it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But in this, that's in the actual story. So he's like explaining to you what it is. Like he, in the beginning, it's like, oh, uh, Halliday chose the number 13 to open the number 13 as the floor for the research lab. And he's like, and so we all know that is because Halliday's favorite movie is this, 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 and this. And it's also a movie from 1990, 1994 oh, man, that stars Mel, uh, Mel Gibson about virtual reality. And he's just like, there's like five references and you're like, what? I don't care. Yeah. That's weird, man. <laughs> you could just be like, yeah, it was a movie from the 90s. Like, boom, next. You know? like You don't have to say starring who or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just frustrating. Like he, in, instead of just like making one references, he makes like four references, and you're just like, "Okay, dude." Like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, and that was Max Headroom's like favorite number, and you're just like, "Wait, what?" Like, I don't care, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, it was a quick read. Like after I got in, those books are always like that, though. When you when you get like a Harry Potter book or like a young adult book, like the Maze Runners, I read a couple of the Maze Runner books, like. At a certain point, it clicks, and when you're in, you're in. Like, you just oh, want to okay. finish it because you want to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're already going to make it a, a, as a movie. Oh, really? It got, it got announced today that they're already uh, going to make Ready Player Two as a movie, which is, like, that's wild. I don't know how they're going to Same do people? That, but, huh? Like, same same filmmakers? I don't know if it's going to be Spielberg, but they got it got greenlit. Now, how would you compare the first book to the movie? Like, what you like better? Oh, the first book is way better. Oh, okay. Than the movie. Because the first book is way darker than the movie. Oh, okay. Way more darker. Like, the characters, yeah, there's, like, a lot, you know, they make it, like, movie. Like, in the first book, like, the girl, she's supposed to be, like, chunky. She's not supposed to, like, and he's supposed to look ugly. They're not supposed to be, like, that chick, Olivia Cook, who's, like, super pretty. And she's yeah. Like, you know? And in the first book, they kill the brother. They, like, make it look like a suicide, but they kill the brother. They throw oh, him out of the okay. fucking... 
And in this one, they don't. I don't think they do that. They he I think he dies like in the game in the in the movie. I forgot, but yeah, it's just like a lot heavier. Oh, okay. So you yeah, think it'll but, be a good? You think it'll make it for a good movie though? Like the the book, the second one. Yeah. Um, if they could pull off what they did, because like I said, like there's like a good chunk of it that's like related to John Hughes. Oh, okay. So what happens is, uh, uh spoiler alert. What happens is. They fucking, uh, they have to go on like this quest to find these seven shards. And like, uh, when they go, they have to like go to different lands. Like they go to like a math land that he he went to as like a kid. It's like this place where you like do (laughs) math exercises. Yeah. But he goes to, uh, they go to a a planet that's dedicated to nothing but John Hughes. Oh, that's cool. So it's like everything is like referenced. Like they go to the breakfast club high school and then they also have to find like, they have to rewrite the ending for, uh, uh, pretty in pink. And like all this shit, but it's like a good like four or five chapters. It's like the good chunk of the book that's dedicated to John Hughes and John yeah. Hughes references. And then after that, they go to a prince planet, and that's like that's a good chunk of the book too, where they have to like fight these like seven princes, like the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Because like so, in, yeah. in a book, I mean, in a book, you don't need to like clear all that stuff. You know what I mean? You could just write. Yeah. But like yeah. for a movie, it's gonna be crazy having to clear all those like like all the references. Yeah. You know. It's crazy though, because there's like references they get so so excited about. Like I told you, you know, there was a re- they're like. So what happens is they fucking all shit, all this shit's going to hell, and then they're like, "Fuck, we can't talk to anybody. If anybody finds out what we're talking about, then we're fucked." You know what I mean? Yeah. So he the the one of the one of the characters is like, "Oh, this reminds me of the scene from Heat when hit when De, uh, De Niro is getting chased by Pacino, and like they break into the vault, they break into the robbery, or they do a robbery, and then they have to leave." And he's like, just think they have everything. Act like they have everything. They have your phone. They have your note. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. And they do the little speech, and you're just like, oh, that's sick. Like, that's awesome. And they, he does that a lot. But in the beginning, it's real heavy-handed, like I said. It's real frustrating. You're just like, fuck, dude. Like, but yeah, that's why I didn't see a lot of movies this week. But then I saw I re- I rewatched I rewatched one movie and saw a movie I had never seen before. So I, saw, I rewatched Blue Streak. Just because I saw it. I haven't seen it in a long time. The, the Martin Lawrence movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always I'll I always remember that uh what I he fucking he's from West Covina. Like he he transfers from the West Covina police department. Yeah. <laughs> that <movie>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit makes me laugh. But I like that movie. That's a good movie, man. Man, Martin Lawrence was fucking he was, was god awesome, man. back yeah. then, bro. Like he had a quick, quick little what was that? It was like national security. Yeah. First night, blue streak, bad boys, bad boys. Yeah, he had like four or five good movies in a fucking row, dude. Big Mama's House. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's good. As most people know, that's like the definition of like a cable rewatchable. That used to be on the TV all the time, like on TNT and T- TBS. Probably still is. And uh, I saw Affliction. I had never seen Affliction before. It's a Paul Schrader movie, and uh, yeah, it's a movie about Nick Nolte and. He's like a oh, small Paul town. Schrader, uh, did he do the last re- last reform or first reform or something? Or he did first reform, Taxi Driver. He wrote okay. Taxi Driver, okay. uh, wrote and directed Hardcore. Yeah, first reform dude was really good. I like that one a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Paul Schrader, like super intense guy, <laughs> made this movie. Nick Nolte plays like a small town sheriff who has to investigate this like hunting accident that thinks it's not necessarily an accident. And it's like about the small town politics and how like his like back back uh his backstory and like his story from the past like comes up while we're investigating it and you realize like why he is why he, who he is and like what his his level in this his status in the town is it is oh, what it okay. is 
It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was did okay. he direct I, it or I, did I, you just write it? I think he did. He, he directed it, and I also think he wrote it. Oh, okay. Um, I saw The Crossing, or what is it? Fuck. Uh, not The Cross. Is it The Crossing Guard? Fuck. I had just seen recently the movie with uh, Jack Nicholson directed by Sean Penn. Fuck, I forgot what that's called, bro. Like, uh, damn it. But anyways, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of that movie. And uh, that's also about like a guy investigating these murders in a small town. Um, it's got like heavy subject, dark, dark subject. Oh, matter. Okay. But I like that movie way better than oh, I did okay. this affliction. Yeah. But Paul Schrader's always been hit or miss with me. Sometimes he's like really good. And sometimes you're just like, oh, I see what you're going for. But yeah. it's a little too intense. Like, um, but hey, yeah. So, hey, wh- uh, what, um, I want to get your take on Wonder Woman, 1984. Yeah. What about it? Did you like it? Like, was it good or? Because I it was I, too I, long. I thought I, it was too long. Uh-huh. But my biggest thing is like people are hating on the movie. Yeah. And uh I thought it was just as or just as just as good, just as bad as Aquaman. Like I could care less about both of them. Dude, Aquaman sucked. But like cuz I remember okay, like so so the Aquaman sucked to you, right? Yeah. It sucked to me too, right? Uh-huh. And I don't I didn't I didn't like this Wonder Woman. But like a lot of people like Aquaman. And like I feel like the same the Which same is weird, huh? Yeah. Like, like so people like love that. Some people like love that movie. And they're to me, they're totally the same fucking movie. Like it's a movie that's way too long. Like boring, There's too huh? many fucking, too many missions, and totally it's the same thing. It's like real colorful, real over the top. Like I don't know. Like the first ten minutes of Wonder Woman, they could have just cut out. You don't even need that. Like when she's a little kid and she's doing that's the thing. like in the first movie, right? You don't even need that. Like uh-huh. you could have just done that. That her entrance could have been the mall. Like when she when she stops the robbery at the mall, that would have been a great entrance. It's the nineteen eighties. It's the fucking mall. You know, like mall culture, Dawn of the Dead. Like boom, that's her entrance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I haven't. I, I heard shit. too. Like I heard like people were upset that um, I guess the way they brought back Chris Pine too was like people didn't like. Or something, it's and like, weird, yeah. Have you I, seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. But like, um, because I remember like seeing like like right before the movie came out, like before Christmas, like these websites were like, oh, it's like, like the the buzz is good. It's like a good movie and all this stuff. Like it's like it's exactly what we need. And like, I was like, oh wow, that's gonna be good. And then like the day after Christmas, everybody was like, oh, it's just trash. So I was just like, that's so weird how like they like bring it all up before, and then like now after everybody sees it, everybody just even even the same websites are writing bad stuff about it. You know, like. Yeah, I don't. Understand. I heard that there. I heard that. Uh, I heard a podcast and they were talking about it. You know, the release and like why it got fumbled and why it's so bad. Uh-huh. And the big thing that they're saying is like that's not what we want right now. Like audiences not don't necessarily want that. Like they don't want an escape. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these movies that are <laughs> doing good are like dealing with shit that is are going on with our current situation. Like that's why Palm Spring was so good. It's like yeah, we're living in a fucking Groundhog Day. And that's why Tenant did so bad because people were just uh-huh. like, "I this is too big. Like this is not what I want." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to be able to watch this in my like, because I do think that if you saw both of these movies, Tenant or Wonder Woman, on the big screen, I think it's a totally different experience than watching it at home on your fifty-five inch TV. You know? What yeah. I mean? Or your even if you got a seventy-five inch TV, it's still just kind of like. Not the same. Uh huh. Not the same. The sound isn't hit as good and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just not the same. You don't. You have to concentrate when you go to the movie theaters. Just having and the so, ability to know. pause something is huge. You know what I mean? Like Big that. Time. That Big could time. pull you away from the movie. Like you just find excuses to pause it to go do whatever. Yeah, but having like yeah. the ability to uh, just not having the ability to do that and just sit there and pay attention is like, I think that makes movies yeah. way better. Yeah. So like, I think. I think that that's one. That's not something that people wanted right now. Like, it's a two and a half hour. It's a two hour movie or two and a half hour movie. I don't it's know. Two, but it's it's long. two hours it and thirty two minutes. It's long. It yeah. feels long. 
Um, yeah, it just like it seems like they added a bunch of stuff to see what would stick. You know, it's almost like they were like, like uh, testing the movie, like group testing the movie. Like they were doing some sort of like uh, group group research to be like, okay, well, what what is going to su- succeed from this? And then we'll just follow those plot lines on number three. Because it's like, I felt like there was just so much going on. It's just like, just narrow it. Like, I don't need the Kristen Wiig character, Cheetah. Like, she uh, doesn't need to be in the movie. Oh, okay. Like, the main bad guy could have just been Pe- Pedro Pascal, and that's mm. it. You know what I mean? But, like, they add this this random character, Kristen Wiig, that she's mad because Gal Gadot can make friends and she can't. Like, that's that's the root of her problem. Really? That's weird. Yeah. It's like, people don't like her. Or uh-huh. pe- she thinks that people don't like her. That's the root of her problem. Like, she wants to be liked. It's kind of like I guess. I, I, I saw this know. thing. That, I saw I saw this really... thing where where uh, they talked to Patty Jenkins, and I think it was about the first movie. And she was yeah. saying that that Warner Brothers pretty much hired her just to be the woman on set, and that she she didn't she was trying like she wanted to take out some of the major action sequences, and she was saying like that's not what women want to see. But they already had the script and everything. You know what I mean? They're pretty much told, no, we need this in there, whatever. And yeah. um, so I, I, I'm, a, so I'm assuming she said that because she got to do her version of the new movie. Yeah. So I, that's why I was curious to see, like, you know, like if it was any different, any better. Cause I think she was saying that, like, pretty much they didn't give her the freedom to do what she wanted in the first one. I think wow, that's weird because she's like on three. <laughs> yeah. No, they they made they already uh, read uh, greenlit a third one, right? Yeah, with her as a director and Gal Gadot coming back. Like, yeah, that's weird. Um. I think tonally the movie Wonder Woman 1984 is like all over the place. Uh, the first one kind of had like a set origin story. It's almost like you can take Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and and that Wonder Woman, the first one, yeah, and put them side by side and be like, this is like they're comparatively the same movie. You know what I mean? It's like oh, about okay. a girl going through World War Two, like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of yeah. got the same color up until the third act when it gets a little yeah. over the top. But yeah, even I... Captain America does that with Red Skull in the first one. But yeah, I think that's like. Just they totally it's so all over the place. Like, is it supposed to be funny? Is it not? Is it supposed to be serious? And then like, it's got like that Joel Schumacher disease where they went with that eighties aesthetic, but uh, it's like too zany, like too oh, over okay. the top. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And that's why it reminds me of the Aquaman thing. Like, it's that's really funny brightly colored. That's perfect. And, in, I don't know. Like way to to say that the Joel Schumacher. Like, yeah, his movies are that way, dude. They're kind of zany, you know? Like, yeah, like yeah, like uh, the Batman, Batman and Robin. You know what I mean? Yeah, those, like, those are weird movies. There's like he's a the one that added the nipples, they're, where right? they're like wearing had, fluorescent, he, fluorescent colors, and they're like fighting. It's like glow in the dark. The guys they're fighting are like glow in the dark in that movie. I'll never forget that. Oh, <laughs> it's like weird. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I can't. I don't think it's a bad movie. Like I don't want to be like shitting on it and be like, this is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. Uh huh. It's just not like I don't. I don't know. So it's I, not good. I, I don't get why people like it. It's the same thing with Aquaman. Like I was just like, I this isn't for me. Yeah. This isn't my kind of comic book movie. I'm out. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So I don't know, but uh, it is long. I will say that. Um, some of the set pieces are so odd. Like, it's so oddly. It's like a lot of these movies sometimes now. It's like the set pieces are just like, oh, okay, so you wanted to film in the desert, so like we're gonna create a set piece so you can film specifically in the desert. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like what the Avengers like. They were in Atlanta, and they're like, okay, where where can we get, like, a shot of, like, each of these teams coming to fight? And it's like, okay, well, they're going to fight at an airport because it's big enough for them to, like, run at each other. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I heard, too, like, they got Hans Zimmer to, to do this movie, and, like, they didn't even use a lot of his stuff. Like, they were adding, like, 
like different music. I was paying attention. Yeah, I heard something about that too. Like they use music from like one of the other Batman versus Superman like movies, <laughs> where like and they're just doing like weird yeah. stuff like that. Like somebody in post was like, "Fuck this! Like I'm not gonna use Hans Zimmer and just use this other." I don't stuff. remember that. I guess it was but, like yeah. like a a song that that they use on TikTok a lot, and everybody was just yeah. kind of like saying that's pretty weird that they just like use that song. Like it, like pretty <laughs> much like it was a temp song, and the editor just left it in instead of using a Hans Zimmer score. You know, like yeah, it's so random. Yeah, like. I wasn't searching that deep into the movie to see what kind of movie, you know? Like, I wasn't uh-huh. dissecting the movie. I was just trying to watch it. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't watch it. And on, that note, and on that note, let's talk about a good movie. <laughs> Hell, yeah, dude. Uh, so, this week, uh, uh, we were deciding on a movie to watch. It was either going to be Greenland, you know, that uh, disaster uh, god uh, disaster. It's like a uh, comet, right? That hits down. Dude, that looks really good. I really want to see that. I know, but I didn't want to pay $20 for Greenland. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't that into it, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. trying to get that illegal stream so I got to download it. Hey, bro. But uh you're, you're going to get us you're going to get us arrested. I got a VP. I got a VPN, dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I thought that was just for all your porn. Nah, dog. I got a VPN, homie. But uh yeah, we decided to watch Possessor. Uh I watched it for a third time and Ruben watched it for the first time. So right off the bat, Ruben, what did you think of that movie? Dude, it was amazing, man. I like loved it. Like Pretty it's fire, just, huh? yeah, dude. It's like I I I've never seen his first movie. Oh, the antiviral? Oh, yeah. Antiviral. Is it as good as this one? No. Okay. This one just had like a something. It had like a dude. I don't know. It just had something with it that was just this everything. Is the movie, was this is the movie I wanted Tenet to be, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, no, his first movie is like totally very. He's like trying to be totally like his daddy, like. It's uh, the filmmaker is Brandon Cronenberg. Obviously, his dad is David Cronenberg, uh, the god of like uh, mutated cinema or the god of like body horror, people would say. And uh, yeah, the first one's weird. It's like I just I just it's like very uh, what do you call it? Like hyper hyper realized. Yeah. So like Like too much. So, yeah, I think so, because this is this movie is way more grounded in reality. And I think this movie works way more. You I mean, because it is like that. Uh, it's almost like his dad where he's like almost 20 years ahead of technology but it's like you could picture that 20 years from now it's like not too advanced like the machines for the girl you know what I mean yeah because I guess this movie is this movie is set in 2008 but it's an alternate alternate rea- like reality or universe yeah that yeah, what yeah, we yeah. live in you know so like, like every, everybody has like hit- flip phones and like all their yeah. cars are like old cars but yet they have yeah. the technology to take over somebody's body through mind control you know which is crazy and that's how his daddy was like when his dad made extends it's like about a video game where like you become virtual reality but like the more you're in it the more you get attached to the thing to the video game and it's almost like it becomes a, like a body organ oh okay you. yeah and so yeah yeah i don't know uh but yeah so the movies by brandon cronenberg uh stars uh what's her name andrea riceboro yeah riceboro yeah and uh the christopher god abbott, christopher dude. abbott you <laughs> dude he was so good in this movie man He's so good, right? Yeah. And uh yeah. So the movie is te- uh the movie is about um this like company. Hold on, that... so wait, wait. so before we get into this, um yeah. so for the people listening, like we we're pretty much like before we get into spoilers, we'll just do we do you recommend it, Mitch? Obviously you do, right? Yeah, I mean Okay, I recommend it uh, to you. So like now if you if you I we recommend you go see this movie before you even listen to the rest of the podcast cuz it's like really really good. So now we can do the spoilers, you know. I feel you, Doug. Just got to give him a warning. I don't give a fuck. 
I do. I don't give a fuck, I tell you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the I'm the type of guy that I, if I didn't if I could not see trailers, and then just go watch the movie, like I would prefer that. But you know, movies come out like a year later now. The trailer comes out, and it's like a year later the movie comes out now. But yeah, it's like, so weird now. Like it's like like with that movie Black Bear. That trailer is so misleading. Oh yeah, no. dude. And like, then now what? like trailers have trailers for the trailers. Like there's like yeah, a, like a, a teaser, a, a ten second teaser as you're watching the trailer, like right before the trailer you're watching. It's freaking dumb. They haven't released an official trailer for Dune, right? No, not yet. It's just a teaser. Yeah. Uh, you know the vibes. Yeah. All right. So basically, this movie is about a company that infiltrates your mind, connects to you, like gets inserted into your body. So they're they're like a, a company that that sets like hits. They take care of like co- other like agencies and stuff could pay them to kill somebody. So how not they necessarily do- agencies? It could just be people, like rich people. Well. In the movie, it was agencies, but yeah, I guess if you have enough money, you could do whatever, you know. You know the vibes. <laughs> like, like in the movie, like the main hit job was like a company that was paying them, and to kill like the the CEO or something, and then so that was a thing, you know, like the company was paying them to kill their own CEO. Yeah, that, that was like the the main job, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's about this uh this like underworld uh assassin. It's like so weird when you describe it. You gotta watch it. Uh, about these, uh, this like weird dark group that can infiltrate your mind and body, uh, through these computer machines, I guess. And uh, once you're once they're melded with your body, it like you're inside. It's essentially like your soul's inside of another body. They pretty much they put an implant in your conscious. Brain. Yeah, they they have to kidnap you or or get you somehow, and then they put an implant into your brain. And from that implant, they it, through their base, at, you know, back at their place of whatever they could have somebody go into your mind through a machine yeah yeah which is is crazy yeah and so and then and with doing that they take over your body and then they just like will relive your life they're like using you as a tool to like uh complete their mission or whatever and so the movie starts with the main character andrea andrea riceboro um she's like one of the best ones they have at this company and so she does a hit. That's how the movie starts. It's like super intense. You're just kind of like, oh shit! Like yeah, this is the type of movie crazy. I'm in for. Um, it's like super bloody. And then, like Ruben says, they offer her this the the main hit of the movie, which is uh, she has to go in as Christopher Abbott, and he's supposed to assassinate his father-in-law and his uh, partner. Um, and so yeah, that's basically the, the, what the gist of the movie is. And in doing this. Uh, Christopher Abbott, I guess, is like intertwined, and he almost like breaks out. His conscience like breaks out of the machine. Like the connection gets weak, so it's like two bodies in one trying to fight for yeah the body. So there's and like so a, that's why it's I guess so. Like in the first in the first killing that she did, the first job, you know, she stabs the uh, the guy, and then she she can't shoot herself. Right? She she's supposed to kill herself, and then they're going to pull her out of the machine. You know, but she can't do it. You know, she's like, she can't pull the trigger. So then she pretty much gets killed by the cops and that's how they get her out. Remember that part? She's got like too, too much empathy, I guess. Yeah. But then the thing is too, it's like, I don't like what got, like, yeah, like, but I don't know why she can't kill herself. If she knows she's going to not, she's not going to die. Yeah. You know, which is really weird. And I don't know. Because she's still taking a human life. I think that's what it is. And it's technically her life. See, but I don't think because, yeah, because she gets, she gets pretty gnarly with the kills. Like, and you could tell she likes that shit, you know? 
So she I don't knows. know because even at the at the very end she can't do it, you know. Yeah. So I don't know that that part still I, I don't understand what what's stopping her from from doing that. Really I think weird. it's the empathy thing. I think it's like you know that she gets like her consciousness and her soul gets like uh, locked with these people. See, but I, it can't be because the whole point of the ending was she lost her empathy. You know what I mean? So that's so like. I don't think she lost her empathy. I just think that she's so far gone, she doesn't know who she is. Well, see, because that like girl... she's addicted. She's addicted to being other personalities. So the big, the big thing I take from this movie is that yeah. this is like an allegory for people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and it's like people like living out their life vicariously through other people on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, I I you... saw a thing where he said that during I guess uh, press for antiviral yeah. that he pretty much created a persona a persona because. He had to do like all these like like interviews, and like a persona grew out of it. Like that's Correct. not really him. So then that's yeah. like was it his inspiration for this movie? You know what I mean? Like people yeah. put on a persona for the public, or whatever, and it just creates it's it's a, it's like a whole new person, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, so that's like that was like his inspiration for it. But like, see what I from my understanding of the movie is that girl uh, Gerder, right? The the main person that that's running that company that's killing people. Oh, what's her name? Um, her name's Gerder, but I think her her real name's Jennifer Jason Lee. Jason right? Lee from fucking uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. yeah, so she she pretty much like was like the top killer in that company, Correct. and then now she's stopping. Yeah. Now she's running it. And um, I I what I think happened in the movie is that she is using this girl because she's good and she's trying to make her the ultimate killer now. Correct, but that right? girl's like having problems like letting go of her like because in order to be a good killer you can't have empathy yeah you know what i mean you can't yeah. you have to be apathetic you know and so yeah so I don't the, know. The, the way that he shows that she lost her empathy is through that butterfly yeah. because no so that's just reminding of her who she is it's not necessarily empathy it has nothing to do with empathy oh it does because so when she does after the first killing like she's yeah. going through the the trinkets or whatever and like saying yeah this is my yeah, my, my grandfather's pipe and then this is yeah. a butterfly, the first thing I ever killed, you know? Correct. And then she's looking at it and she says, I still feel really bad for this, you know? Like, I yeah. still feel really bad. You know, I still feel guilty, she says. And then yeah. she's like, oh, okay. And then she doesn't recognize the other one. But at the very end, she sees the... She's looking at it. Yeah, and she doesn't say that. And then the, and then that Gertie girl, she smiles. Like, pretty much like, okay, my, my job is complete now. Like, she lost her empathy. Because, like, the only thing that was stopping her from becoming, like, a, a, a crazy killer was that her empathy and her family. So Gertie... I guess. I think Gertie kind of screwed her over because Gertie was, like, very compassionate to her. And we're like, oh, yeah. you can't stay in there, whatever, that long, and then we got to get you out. But when she was staying long in there, she was like, fuck her, like, like leave her in there. She hasn't done her job. Yeah, yet. yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, she's, yeah. like, not really... You know, she has her own, like, motives. Correct. Yeah, but at I the thought end, it she ha- doesn't... I thought it has nothing to do with empathy. It's just her recalling her her, her emotional memories, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, because at the very like, end, did you, too, lose, did you lose yourself, you know? Yeah, at the very end, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, um, when her when her when she kills her son, um, Chris Rabbit's body is on the floor, and then her son's body is on the floor, and it creates... Yeah, the, that's the, Gertie talking. Yeah, the, the blood creates a butterfly at the end, like the, the puddles of blood. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. a good, that was a good call. Good so, call. But, yeah, so that's crazy, like... That was cool, dude. And then, like, there was a, a part, too, where the little boy was saying something like, oh, yeah, I found this map by the water or something. Yeah. And uh, it's like that's probably when they kidnapped the little boy to put the implant in him so she could Hell jump into yeah. his body. It was cool, dude. Yeah. I, I like a lot of those little things. Uh, my biggest thing about the movie is uh, Christopher Abbott is, like, dude. God-level actor. 
Um, the whole scene where he's in the bathroom and it's her in his body and he's acting like as if somebody else is in his body, like going through emotions, like he's trying to cry. And it's like almost like it's, it's the first time she's felt anything in a long time. So yeah. it's like, it's like plays on so many emotions and, uh, yeah, he's so fucking good. And, uh, yeah, he's good, man. He's one of the best. He's like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And he plays, he plays like, like even when he's like killing the people, you could tell there's a part of him that doesn't want to do it. And then like seconds later, there's a part where he's enjoying it. You're just like, what the, you could, you could totally see like the, the fight within him, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, he borrows a lot from his daddy, Brandon Cronenberg. And so, like, there's a, that specific scene in the bathroom when he's pulling out the glass in his head. Yeah. And, like, the blood just, like, squirts out. Yeah. It reminds me so much of his dad. Like, his dad used to do that so much with, like, uh, zooming in on, like, gross things. You know what I mean? Like even, even, like, the first the scene of the movie is that girl was, putting that – remember she's she's re um, – uh, the she plugs first, back in. She plugs back in, and you just see the the needle go right through her head, and the puddle of blood come out of her skin. And it's yeah, just like, oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah and just uh, yeah, all the kills are like pretty intense uh, to the point where like the last kill is like so over the top. Um, I think he does that on purpose to like pull you out of the movie to be like, hey, this is you know it's intense, but we're still watching a movie because like the first two kills, you're like, yeah, this is pretty intense. Real like, violent, this, yeah. is, uh, this is pretty real. <laughs> Which was like the um, the. Special effects in this movie was like awesome, man. Like the blood looks, I mean, that was like the best looking blood I've seen in a movie in like a long time. Like a lot of people don't get like blood right. Like either the color is good, but the consistency is bad. But this one yeah. is like everything, dude. The way, like, it just looks so real. And like, yeah. he, I guess they did like everything practical, like all in, in camera, like all like, yeah. I guess even that, you know, there's like, um, there's like a thing in the movie where like it's I don't know if it's to show that she's glitching out or whatever. It's like a little piece of rock or something or uh-huh. that's like floating in the air. Yeah. In the movie, you know, if you notice that, there's like a thing that she sees once and then he sees one time, and it's just yes. floating. Well, they use acoustic levitation for that. Like they put. Like, yeah, he did a lot of things like that. I forgot what uh, what podcast he was on. He was talking about how like. Uh, a lot of the effects are just like shit he's learned over, and they're like fucking film school effects. Like, oh really? I'm on the gr- I'm on the ground with like a magnifying glass and like a random filter, and my ca- my DP's like right behind me holding the camera, and we're like sitting there for like a thirty second shot, and that's like some of those transitional shots when like the bodies are melding. He says like yeah. that's what it is. It's like literally we're sit we're on the ground like of a fucking of the studio like. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, we were so, so lo- such a low budget crew that like some of the things like they would have to have like the crew help, like Christopher Abbott be like holding a fil like a filter or something, you know what I mean? As they're filming, like, <laughs> that's crazy. So man. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Like to know he's that ingenious, you know what I mean? Ingenuity yeah. at his finest. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I want to know what the budget f- was because like some of the kills and, and like practical effects are so good. Like the best I've seen like in like, like a lot of movies. But like it's just because it's done practical, but that takes time and money. But like yeah. I looked all like online, I didn't see anything for the budget. Uh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it was that much. Uh, I, honestly, if I would guess how much the movie would be, I'd probably say that's like a fifteen thousand. Uh, I mean, fifteen million, twenty million dollar movie. Yeah, it had to be because it, lo- it looked really good. I too. think so. Yeah, I think so. And that's like nothing. That's a micro budget. It only made. I think it made like eight hundred thousand dollars in the theater or something. So like yeah. they have to re- we have to rely on like all the like. VOD this stuff is another this that. is another fucking movie I missed at fucking Beyond Fest. Oh really? This this was the first movie they played at the drive-in. Um, oh yeah, at Beyond Fest, 
and it was just i didn't miss out it just sold out like that was the first one to sell out within like minutes yeah and uh, it was a good beyond fest huh because they did the wolf of snow hollow yeah. and that one yeah uh, and then they did Synchronic and what else? They did something else. But yeah, I mean, they were, I was just reading about that. They were in the, the Land Magazine, which is like the new LA Weekly. And uh, they were like in the top 10 reasons why LA didn't suck that much this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like all the, like all the festival, drive-in festivals. But yeah, yeah so uh, Possessor is wild. Like to me, uh, as a lot of people have realized, it's like if you're not taking notice of who Brandon Cronenberg is, uh, by this by this movie then you're lost like the kid has talent you know at first it could have been you could have been like oh this is just nepotism you yeah know, daddy um, but I mean both the kids are talented his sister is like uh, amazing amazing photographer super famous photographer um, yeah I mean it just I guess it runs in their genes bro daddy yeah, gave man. them good genes yeah he reminds me I haven't seen his first movie but this movie reminds me a lot of uh, like Nicholas Winding Refn like his style, really? Yeah, it does. Like really? I, I, like I like that. Like, kind of slow pans and like just like draws some things out, but like it's super graphic and like it just like reminds me a lot of that. And like, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, it didn't remind me of that. It reminded me of Ben Whitley, Wheatley, Whitley, Wheatley, whatever that dude's name is. What did uh, he do? The dude, they made like uh, Kill List, Sightseers, uh, Free Fire. Um, yeah, he's made a couple of movies that are gnarly. Um, because like Ben Wheatley uh shoots a lot of his stuff in the uk so a lot of it is like you know like how it looks it's like oh, overcast and wet <laughs> wet and uh but his movies are like super visceral like that's how that's how nicholas random riffin is his new like amazon show it's nah, like it's see, all, to, see to me it's like shiny. way too stylized nicholas winding riffin dude possessor is all style dude uh i don't think so i think that it's a lot of ingenuity like you said you know, sty- you know, like all of, the like, cars were blue and like had like this cool ass like shiny like old look to him, and then like, like he even used like I guess her kitchen was like all blue and like the sex scene was yeah. blue, so he does like a lot of weird stuff like that that he does too. Uh, I mean Nicholas Winding Refn is not the only person that uses colors as like in their movies, but I guess they they both do it though. It still reminded me. Um, of them. um, yeah, but like uh, Possessor's Possessor is good. I I I liked it a lot. There's a reason why I didn't put it on my list um of favorite movies of the year uh it was definitely like i wanted to put it on it um but it's so it's so so it's so visceral like i can't there's not a better word for me to describe it other than that like it's so intense the fucking movie is yeah (laughs) it can catch you off guard you know what i mean if that's not what you're looking for so i i would love to recommend it but i would tell people to be like hey man uh you got to be a fan of other things like it's I intense but it's it and be like fun. too intense you know what i mean like it's intense but it's fun it has a look to it that's like not so dread you know what i mean i guess yeah i don't know i, I, I don't necessarily but that's like you're you like like movies like that you know yeah I mean? like you like horror movies so it's like i don't know some people just would not dig it that's true it's intense <laughs> i bet you if you read the amazon reviews it's gonna be like what the fuck did i just watch i want my money back <laughs> It's only two dollars right now, so is it really? If you're gonna watch wow. it, watch it. But uh, yeah, it was one of those movies, like I said, that I wanted to see at Beyond Fest. Didn't get to see it, fucked up, and uh, yeah, I paid the price. Uh, they've been talking about it all year, and it's on a lot of people's top ten lists. Um, yeah, I I think it's a great movie. Uh, I'm a fucking Christopher Abbott stan. I will watch anything that dude is in. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, I can't stress that enough. And I guess like Marin. 
uh, Mark. Side note: Mark Marion is like uh, in a movie right now with that chick Andrea Riceboro. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's got like a bit part in one in a new movie, and he's been talking about it on the pod and saying that how she's like so intense. And she is. It's pretty crazy. I forgot what movie she's in where she has like she has no accent. She's she's because she's like one of those characters like Idris Elba. Oh yeah. Like you've seen her in other movies, and you'd be like, wait, she's British because you know she is, and it's uh-huh. like, wait, what the fuck? Or English or whatever, and you're just like, wait, what? Like. I she looks she like an intense like actress. Perfect. What's that? So she looks like an intense actress. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. I know it's just crazy. Like she's she's got that look to her that's just intense. Yeah. Uh but yeah, uh I think it's a good movie. You got anything else to say about it? No, it was he, he at the very end he you know when uh Christopher Abbott goes to um that Tasia, that's her name, right? Tasia? Tasia, that's um Andrea Risenborough, her 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 character's name. Okay. Well, when he goes to her house and like kills her husband and and all that stuff, he talks about like a, yeah. a cat parasite. He tells her he tells him like, oh, like pretty much like it's like is he is she is like is is he infected with the cat parasite or something? And like I remember reading about that stuff before. It was crazy. Like, I guess like there's a parasite that you get from a cat and it alters uh-huh. your mind, and like it makes you more aggressive. And like it, it makes you like schizophrenic sometimes. But that's like only if your your immune system is bad. Like it could, it yeah. could, it could get to your brain and then like alter who you are. Like, you know, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I just thought it was interesting that he said that, but like, it's not, that's not what happens, you know, but it's just weird that he dropped that on there. Like to make you think like, wait, wait, <laughs> you know, like he thought he was infected with the parasite, you know? Yeah. That's because cool. he's trying to rationalize what the fuck is yeah. going on to him. That's terrifying, dude, yeah. to not know. Like just to be like half was like half, was, I don't know, like half your own mind and then like being controlled from another half of somebody like. That's yeah. probably what schizophrenic is, right? Like, or that or bipolar. Like, I'm pretty sure some of that. Feels... I wouldn't want to assume anything. I don't know. You know, multiple know. personality syndrome or something. Yeah, that's wild. It's dude. crazy. Um, it's a cool concept. Uh, it's a an original concept. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I is it an original concept? Kind of just like a cross between Johnny Mnemonic and fucking I don't know virtuosity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic was cool, dude. Body. I like that one. But uh, yeah, it's it's an odd it's an odd original story that uh, I think really works really well, and I really like the title and end sequence. I don't know why it's so simple, but just oh like yeah, the, the black yellow, and the yellow, yeah, I just like it. Dude, if if anybody were to ever remake Total Recall again, I wish it would be uh, Brandon Cronenberg. That'd be sick, dude. That's if... a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good wreck. Like a yeah. good comp or like a good dream project. That would be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Time Cop. Time Cop would be cool. That was a good movie, then. That didn't need to be remade. They did remake it, right? I don't know if they did, but it's like one of those movies I haven't seen in so long that I know if I rewatch now, yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is bad. Dude, I remember when I went to go see that in the theater, I was yeah. watching uh, Saved by the Bell College Years. And then my dad's like, oh my God. I remember my dad's like, the movie's going to start. Let's go. And I was like, oh, no. Like, Zach, Zach's not done yet. You know? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. That's so wild. That's like, oh, uh, man. I don't think I, I don't, I, like, I haven't seen that show. That's a show that I I do remember watching at the time, but I don't know if I like would remember watching it. It's so weird. They have it on on the Peacock channel or a Peacock streaming network. I don't have Peacock. No, me either. I just like I think I had <laughs> it for like a, a two weeks or something, and then like now I don't, I don't to watch AP Bio. Yeah, that's it. Just to watch AP Bio. <laughs> that's all that I watched it for. <laughs> yeah. But now yeah. they have The Office. So that's they, right. They that's might right. Get you more... have to pay for Peacock. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't like watching uh, commercials, so I don't even. Even if you, I rather, you know what I mean? Like if I, I don't know, I just won't pay 
and watch commercials because <laughs> Hulu had this thing where you could pay, but then they still showed you commercials. And I just canceled it. I was like, I don't yeah, that's what I pay it. for. That's I what I like pay that. for. I can't do that, dude. Even if it's I'm only paying like Hulu. A, even if I have to pay a dollar only, like I did the concept of paying and then watching their commercials, just like bugs me. It just gives me shit to do. So like when you're watching shows, it's just like, all right, this is the time when I can get up and do whatever I need to Pull do. Pull out your phone and, and like get a, get a drink or something or just like. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then go back to the show. Yeah. But I see why people would hate it. But to me, it's like watching regular TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I guess that's a good place to end the episode unless you want to say anything else. No, that was um, it. I shot my load. He shot his load, guys. He likes possessors. One of his faves, baby girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Uh, if you watch this movie, let us know. Be like, you guys are fucking idiots. Why would I watch this trash of a movie? Uh, or be like, I'm traumatized. I hate you guys. It happens. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be it for this episode. Ruben wants to do like a watch along where we watch a movie and like kind of do the uh, commentary as we're watching it and then you guys can watch it with the movie. Yeah. And it could be like mystery, science theater, and uh, a director's commentary all in one because there were two idiots doing a uh, movie watch along. I'll, I'll look up some info, too. I'll bring, I'll bring some pretty good facts to it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll bring the facts uh, and right. the laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> this is not a good idea. <laughs> <coughs> Corona. <coughs> All right, uh, this is a good uh, spot to end the pod. Uh, as always, uh, leave a review, uh, I guess, on whatever media platform. We, whatever we <laughs> you use. can say your usual DSP, that you say. It's okay. They, they I don't know, dude. Like, comment, subscribe, YouTube, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, we're not on YouTube. Uh, we but still here. do it. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not on YouTube. Uh, all right, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Talk to you next time or talk to you at another time. All right, later. Bye.